Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. Today we're in Kochi at the Biennale at uh, Cabral Yards. And I'm sitting with the incredible artist of Edible Archives. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm Anumitra. I'm uh, a chef. Yes. So, yeah, this is my project called Edible Archives. And what is your first question? <laughs> I guess my first question is what is it for the people who can't make it here? Yeah. How would you describe what's going on? Uh, can you tell me what is your second and third question so I'm not <laughs> repeating anything? Yes. Uh, my, my first question is what is it? And yes. then my second question is... How are you doing the art? Okay. And then my third question is, why are you... Like, what's your biggest hope? Okay. So, Edible Archive is basically... Uh, it's a project where we are... Uh, like, we have been... Like, me and Shalini, both of us was traveling uh, all over India to collect indigenous rice, which is not commercially available. Oh. So all this rice, they e- each of them have stories and they are not commercially available in the market. They are mostly uh, grown um, by farmers for small uh, consumption, like either their own consumption or they only sell it locally. And in cities it never reaches. Okay. So uh, the whole idea was that I'm uh, coming from a very formalized kitchen, but what I wanted to do that... Uh, I have like I know about this rices because I, because of my travel and all that so I want and so the idea about edible archive is that all of us have our edible archive in our head and in our body mm. so uh, my project is about that I have this edible archive of this indigenous varieties of rice and I am here to do a collective edible archive where everyone is eating and through eating it is becoming part of their edible archive so the rice say you had today yes. it's called Hetumari Hetumari Hetu is from Bengal yes. and, uh, and how far away is Bengal? it's very, it's quite far actually like I can tell you only uh, in terms of time yeah. like if you want to fly from Kochi to uh, Calcutta it takes uh, about 5-6 hours Wow. so uh, also carrying all this rice was a challenge uh, so we had to really work hard to find out how we are going to carry them. Uh, the, so uh, the edible archive, in, through edible archive, what we are doing is that we have got all this rice. Like I have experimented with 24 varieties of rice till now, and uh, it will be uh, like about 30 or 35 by the end of Biennale. Wow! And so there are some that you experimented with but never made it. Uh, no, like I, I went to the villages, I saw how the farmers, because sometimes the knowledge uh, around the grain get lost before the grain get lost. Ah. Like if, if the grain is endangered, the knowledge around it is also endangered. So we stayed with 
farmers i also stayed with the older uh, like the older generation of uh, people from the community and i learned from them how do they use it how they make it because rice is not only you are boiling in water it depends on when is the harvest when when did uh, when the harvest so i have all the data about when each variety of rice mm. um, has been harvested whatever i am using and then how much water you need to use do does it need soaking or not so all these things we have done before and now uh, we are also the another part of the project is also that how people eat in india now in india means it can be uh, from east like from northeast where nagaland manipur or to in delhi up in the north or in the west in gujarat or in south in uh, tamil nadu karnataka so how people eat how and what people eat at home okay so we are combining so we make a menu where we decide that today i'm going to cook say this four items one maybe like today's meal had one item the mirchi ka salan which is the chilies mm. that is from hyderabad this uh, dish is from hyderabad from andhra pradesh uh, the yam is from kerala the yam dish and the pineapple and the uh, raw papaya curry it's a mix of tamil nadu and kerala it's like both the places you get this kind of dish so all these three things with papad and the rice is from bengal so you know this kind of uh, experiments yeah. we are doing uh, so this is what is edible archive amazing how how did you find the farmers mm. to stay with so uh, first i uh, like because i'm uh, already i'm working with um, uh, uh, as a chef can we this oh yeah we can pause yes over the food i have to take a okay. break for it's okay <laughs> so hi welcome back thank you you had to cook for somebody yes <laughs> <laughs> um so you're a chef yes but do you also say that you're an artist Yes because I think we also have uh, like some social responsibility plus like basically the, what happens with your food lot of the times uh, when we are like especially in our urban kind of a field we like we also lose the connect with Mm. your body and what you are eating because we are like so mind heavy in our work and in our thinking so i think uh, then sometimes um, chefs need to like also put some effort to make people conscious about their everyday because food is something like we you, it comes to you and it goes so there is It's no true. so uh, but actually uh, also food is something where the memory and the uh, like the connect like you you also something like uh, you don't forget all the time because there is some kind of cataloging which happens in your, our own brain mm. where um, so if you have a meal which you uh, like then you can connect you can find in your memory after maybe 10 years you suddenly eat something else and you say oh i had that meal somewhere mm. there and i remember Mm-hmm. so this is already there and so as a chef we also have um, like we are connecting these things like you know how we put things together yes. and the stories when it comes to you you consume but it has an entry in your edible archive 
so i think as an uh, like there uh, my uh, thing here in binale is that you eat the, the meal you uh, know the story little bit because of, in our menu the first line every day is what is the rice of the day mm. so you even if you don't pay that much attention but you eat the rice and if it has some kind of uh, you know entry in your edible archive and then you can recollect your memory and you re- remember the name so somehow all these varieties of rice which are endangered that is becoming part of the ed- the people the consumer who are coming here and they're part of their edible archive so i think that is the major role that um, and as a chef i can uh, play in how uh, your memory and your history is formed mm. yeah i even um it's even i wonder how when you look out and you see westerners and they're eating with their hands are they doing it wrong do they sometimes have the bad technique for eating yeah <laughs> but that's also part of our thing that we, why we wanted to give like we are not giving um cutlery it's a, a conscious choice because uh, like how we eat it's also like, uh, like here if we eat your, with your hand mm. you actually like little bit you have to do mixing where when you are doing it with your hands then uh, like unconsciously there is some kind of mashing which happens when you eat it with a spoon it doesn't happen yes. that in the same way so uh, and also in if you see our bowl that also we have uh, made it like with our like it's a custom made bowl oh really yeah the, so in the, the clay? clay yeah so also that has a connect like when you touch the bowl yes. it's also like all these things comes together yeah i found it was easier to like i would get the the temperature and then the flavor that i wanted and then the bowl made it easier to bring it together so that i could scoop it up also i, I uh, serve it in a way that uh, whatever uh, i'm giving if, if i want the meal to be eaten in a certain way i serve it in a way that even if you are not thinking you will do the same thing <laughs> like my intended mixing ah there's like a choreography <laughs> yeah. you're also choreographing like choreographing the plate because sometimes we give two rice See if I'm giving two rice. I think I, yesterday we had two rice. We've been here three yeah. days. Okay. <laughs> we come for the different rice every yeah. day. So if you're having this rice and you, like, if you're having two rice, I give it in a way that which rice goes well with which curry. Uh, so it's on top of that. So even yes. if you want, you can't actually like mix the whole thing with each other. This because there is already inbuilt <laughs> things which are there. And that's the artist. Yeah. making the decisions for us. Yes. Um what was it like when you went to spend time with the farmers? Would you stay in their house with them? Uh, yes, mostly. Okay. Mostly. And, and you would like how much work does it take to take care of some rice crop? or to harvest it it's to... a huge huge kind of work it's yeah. like unbelievable work sometimes i used to stay when, uh, with farmers not always it depends on uh, my relationship with them yes. uh, so some farmers who i am working for a long time in the sense that some of them i know because of uh, i have been working as a chef for like 8 uh, years now 
सो आई हैव सम पीपल दैट आई नो एंड जनरली आई वॉज ऑलवेज इंटरेस्टेड इन कुकिंग विथ यू नो विथ इन्ग्रीडियंट्स विच आई एम डायरेक्टली कनेक्ट आई आई कैन गेट कनेक्शन लाइक आई नो दैट हु इज डूइंग वॉट इंस्टेड ऑफ जस्ट यू बाई थिंग्स विच आर फ्रॉम द सुपर मार्केट और दैट ऑल्सो आई हैव टू डू इट्स नॉट दैट आई आई वॉज नॉट डूइंग दैट बट आई ऑल्सो हैड एन इंटरेस्ट टू get connected with my growers directly yeah well so, it comes a collaboration then yeah i, I also know team. about the uh, like if they are doing the rice this year they will tell me this year actually you know the smell is not the way we wanted it but oh. so i i know all those details of uh, from the farmers yeah. Yeah. so some of the farmers i have been working with uh, are them yes. who i know very well and some of them are uh, like i got connected while doing this work uh, so in both the cases like sometimes i have stayed with them sometimes i have stayed with uh, in a local guest house or something and for try to two days or for one week it depends because sometimes if i have good connection i know that oh i can go and see the uh, 10 varieties are they are growing uh, growing uh, one farmer will grow one different one or two varieties. it's like if you i never went to only one farmer like yes. you are going for a whole area uh, maybe yes. i pick up one farmer or two farmers but yeah. then i i also interact with whoever is available how do the farmers choose what rice to grow a uh, lot of the times it's uh, not that they have a uh, they make a choice it's the seeds they already have ah from or, previous crops yes or the seed that they can exchange with their friends or fellow farmers nearby mm. uh, because uh, a lot of the times they don't have money to buy and the money that they spend sometimes are the hybrid varieties that you have to buy because hybrid varieties uh, they are the crop that they sell the hybrid variety but they also need to buy the seeds because uh, a lot of the times this hybrid varieties rice you can't see, uh, make the seed from the rice you always have to depend Buy on yes. yes so it's a, also a very uh, though people think it's easy to the farmers are thinking that it's easy to sell because they already have a a uh, number of uh, people who wants to buy it because that has a demand in the market mm. so they are growing it they are putting money in the seed and all that but these rice that i am selling mostly like in my food they are uh, mostly that they come in exchange or in the form of free seed basically this is also people are talking about free seed because that used to be the form uh, of uh, like farming Uh, till say nine uh, till green revolution post green revolution the seed market became more uh, available like in uh, to the farmers before that it was always like there are also like i went to this uh, place in orissa where um, there is uh, at there is a festival where old ladies uh, from the community they travel to village to village they give seed they collect seed they sing uh, songs wow so these are rituals that they used to do and that's how the seed travels to different places yes wow and does that happen anymore yeah yeah oh, wow. but in very small places okay. like uh, not in the farmers also now quite disconnected with all these things but some of the places which are remote and all that it happens okay. so i've been to one of the places where 
I could see this. Wow. And what what was it like? How how big was it? How many? Oh, so this is like very small, small way. It's not a very big way. It's like say three, four people they uh, travel, okay. go to not a long distance travel. It's like they are going, taking either uh, they are walking to the next village, then they are walking to the next village after that, okay, okay. and uh, maybe for seven days, ten days they do this. Sometimes also that they have, there have been now initiatives in Odisha. There is. Uh, uh, a rice seed bank wow. so they are also distribu- distributing this indigenous varieties of seed free yeah. of cost is there a lot of rice export uh, from uh, India uh, yes and is that market demanding more standard rice yes that's mostly basmati ah so everyone just thinks Indian yeah. rice basmati, basmati rice. rice is basmati indigenous to our part of India uh, it, it is like some seeds are indigenous but not all the seeds so basmati is actually not one particular thing wow it's uh, <laughs> yeah so it's uh, like I'm sure there are one or two varieties like when I grew up uh, like I, I when I was a kid I had a basmati called Dehradun basmati now it's not available that's a variety which uh, had uh, the indigenous uh, thing and there are a couple of them mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of them has uh, have now the in the form of uh, hybrid it has come out in the market and uh, so those are actually much more popular than the indigenous because the indigenous varieties of rice actually doesn't need pesticide herbicide mostly and uh, mostly it's grown in uh, like it has uh, it has domestic uh, the domestication of that rice has been happened in a way where they don't need a, uh, like a lot of ground underground water like they don't need a lot of irrigation okay so uh, but it also doesn't have any relation with the market ah. So it uh, has a relationship with the environment that yes, it's growing in, yes. but not with the market that you that's, might want to sell. That's it why into. there is the demand. Also, uh, the market will always not allow it to have uh, to flourish because it doesn't create any demand okay. in the market. So you are actually not uh, helping the. Uh, uh, the harvestite or pesticide companies or <laughs> or the irrigation companies who is yeah. making the pump for you yes wow but you're helping everything else yes because the, the nature rice. And, yeah, exactly. and the people the like, rice is part of yeah some rice they uh, sow it also like this that they take the seed I have literally seen that they throw it like this in a fertile land that they um, like uh, first they uh, take the tractors and then uh, when the land is ready, they throw it like this. So wow, they just throw the seed out, yeah. and then rice yeah. can grow. grow. Wow. Okay. Um, have you done projects like this in the past? Like, uh-huh. have you done other art projects? Uh-huh. No. This is my first wow. project in Benale. Before that, I. I have worked like uh, in uh, as a chef for a long time and before that I have also done research like I, I did my PhD in something else in cognitive uh, linguistics but I have a research experience so I know uh, like how did to do research. Did you, so you learned to be a chef and then you worked as a chef 
and you did a PhD in cognitive linguistics. No, I worked uh, first. I I was a student in uh, cognitive linguistics and linguistics, and while doing it, I got interested. Um, like I was always interested in food. Mm. So then I found a very good uh, Japanese chef. So I first uh, uh, in India. In India. Okay. So then I worked, and actually my, all my uh, learning was through work. It's not. I didn't do any culinary course. Um. So, what have you done with your cognitive linguistics doctorate? Uh, nothing much, but I think <laughs> it is like it's helping me in other ways, like uh, also how to like the research, like how to focus, how to come up with a research question, like you know. It's also like if you are learning one thing deep into like that's a PhD is all about that you go deep and deep into something, but that's also mental training mm. that how you approach uh, something. And was that in what language was that? Uh, in the sense. In in the doctor because you have to write. Uh, so. Yeah, that's in English. Like okay. in, you write it in English, but uh, I did a research where. I was comparing some part of uh, my mother tongue, which is Bengali, with uh, like aspect of it with other languages, and okay. uh, doing the research around it. And so, and where did you study? In Delhi University. Okay. 